Ever wonder why some people are just so much more likable than other people and they kind of just have like this spark, right? This spark that just drives like people to them and it kind of makes you wonder like, what does their brand have that makes them just so damn magnetic. Like wh what does it have? And you guys know who these people are, right? These people, they don't even have to have thousands of followers. They can just have like a couple hundred, but for some reason, these people have super high engagement, right? Or they can have the same amount of followers of you, but you're just like, dang girl, like you're getting like 50 comments, like what's going on? So I wanna talk about that because it's a really cool thing to look at, right? Because you're just like, okay, this is pretty cool, I respect you girl, and you follow them. But then like a few hours later, you realize you've been kind of like caught up in the sauce because now you too are browsing their social media, you're going through their Instagram feed, like you're like eight pages back, maybe liked a, liked a little bit too many pictures that you're starting to look like a crazy stalker, you know, I've been there too, and you're just in love with somebody. And you're scrolling through their Facebook feed, going through their website, and you just realize like, dang, they are so dang memorable. Not even you can forget about them. And it just makes you realize like, wow, I wanna have that sparkle thing too that they got going on. I wanna attract people like they're attracting people. But here's the thing, love, you don't have to steal their sparkle. You already have your own that makes you super magnetic. And we're definitely gonna be talking about that today. I truly believe that no matter if you have tens or hundreds of thousands of followers, or even just a small community of a thousand people, anyone can create a personal brand so engaging that it seriously makes people fall in love with them. So why do you care about making your audience fall in love with you? Why should you care? And really, why should you care about building a deep connection with your people? And the first reason is, is that as a business, it's the most cost-effective thing that you can do. So when you have a really strong relationship with your community, you don't have to spend as much money on marketing. You have to spend a lot of money on ads and really you just build this organic relationship where you just put your offer out there and your audience will buy from you. Number two, the more people that love you, relate to you and resonate with you, the easier it is to build a business that has sustainable growth and long-term security. Nothing is scarier than when you're making a shit ton of money in your business only to all of a sudden put your offer out there and start hearing crickets or see like huge drops in your sales. And this is why it is so important to make people fall in love with you because it really helps with the health of your business, your brand and your pockets long-term. Like seriously guys, the brands with a strong community are the ones that are most secure. They're the ones that have the most longevity. Like it's the best insurance that you can have for your business. And the cool thing is, is that anyone can do this, anyone. A lawyer, a VA, a coach, a beauty or lifestyle blogger, a graphic designer, anyone can build a powerful personal brand and have a strong relationship with their audience. You know, beyond building a community, really when we think about it, the most thriving online entrepreneurs pretty much have a cult behind them. I mean, I'm not exaggerating guys, like really just think about it. Like when you think about Gary Vee, Marie Forleo, Tony Robbins, your favorite coach, hell, Cardi B. I mean, these people don't just, they, it's not like they just built a community, right? These people have die hard loyalists. And when I say a cult, guys, I'm not saying your goal is to try to create anything odd or creepy here. The point I'm trying to make is that you really need to have a strong base. So as you guys know, for each episode, I really like to do a little breakdown overview so 
you guys can know what to expect on the episode. So in today's episode of Unleash Your Inner Celebrity, we're gonna be talking about the number one superpower that all powerful brands have in common. Number two, how the secret to building a diehard audience first starts with you and your own identity. And number three, how to uncover your own superpower and really start building that deep connection with your audience. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Celebrity, hosted by me, your head business bestie in charge of holding you accountable to your dreams. My name is Natasha Soleil, and this podcast is all about how to find the confidence to step into the next level version of you that is capable of creating your red carpet life, a business you love, and an irresistible personal brand. It's time to step out of the shadows, babe, and into the spotlight. It's time for you to get paid to build a legacy you want to be known for. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode episode. So before we dive into the first segment, I just want to say, if you are truly enjoying this podcast, please let me know. The thing about podcasting is we never really know who's listening or, you know, what you actually love or want more of. So it would be great help to me if, you know, if there are any specific episodes that you really love or specific things that I'm saying that you really love, share it on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and just tag me in it so that I know. Send me DMs so that I know. Tag a friend so they can experience the show with you. And if you really, really, really love it, make sure you leave a review. Your review is so helpful to me because it lets people know that this podcast is worth a listen. So let's get started with the first segment, the number one superpower that all powerful brands have in common. Okay, so the number one superpower that all powerful brands have in common is charisma. So what is charisma? Charisma is the ability to attract charm and influence the people around you. The thing that charismatic people are really good at is they're really good at making us feel good about being ourselves. So for those of you guys who have read the Alex Wolf book or even the article I wrote on the website about the book, then you have already kind of identified that charismatic people have mastered resonating. So what is resonating? In the general science sense of the word resonate, to resonate simply means that when something vibrates, it causes another thing to vibrate back. So I'm going to use the example in Alex Wolf's book, Resonate, because seriously, guys, this is the simplest way to understand what resonating with your audience or what someone actually means. So in Alex Wolf's book, Resonate, she likens resonating to when you are listening to music like in a club or in a public setting. And when a song comes on that you love, you bob your head, right? So the thing about it is when the song comes on, you bob your head without even realizing it. It's not something you think about. You just start bobbing your head. Even if you have two left feet and you're scared to dance, chances are you're still going to bob your head because you just feel it so much and you just kind of just do it without even realizing it, right? That's the same thing that happens when someone shares something they love on the internet. So just think about yourself. You find something funny. You don't even think twice about it. You tag a friend on IG. You find something that makes you sad. So you share it on your Facebook page. You do it so impulsively without thinking that sometimes you post things and I mean, raise your hand, let's be honest, guys. And then sometimes you post things, right? And then five minutes later, you're thinking, um, 
maybe I shouldn't have posted this. Maybe this doesn't look, make me look that professional. Maybe I've, I've offended somebody. I mean, maybe it did offend someone, maybe not. But the point is, is that you didn't think about the action until after you took it. You resonated with it, so you shared it, right? This is what we call resonating. And resonating basically means when something vibrates, the thing that resonates with it will vibrate back. And when it comes to building an audience, you wanna be resonating so that when you vibe, your community vibes back. Or when you vibe, the person that is like your ideal dreamy client vibes back, okay? This is essentially what charismatic people do. They make us take action without even thinking. The good news is, is that rarely is anyone born with charisma. So for those of you guys who are thinking about, you know, the people you've seen online that just seem like they got it, right? They just seem like they got it. You know, they're just so good at this online putting yourself out there thing. And you just look at yourself and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I've got charisma. I'm not sure if I've got it. Well, the good news for you is that when these people first started their brand, chances are they weren't really all that charismatic either. It's something you really have to develop. It's something you must cultivate through the development of your own identity and constantly mastering this, this whole put yourself out there thingy majiggy. And we'll talk about that in a sec. The other good news is that if you have friends <laughs> or any sort of health and loving relationship with other people, then you are charismatic to somebody. And if you are charismatic to somebody, then all you really have to do is reproduce that, but on a much greater scale. Take the way that you're charismatic with your friends and you just bring it to your brand. And the last bit of good news is that further along in this episode, I will be sharing with you a few things you can start doing to be more charismatic, okay? So here's this thing about charisma, and guys, I know. The word charisma itself for a lot of people just sounds so intimidating, right? Because a lot of people don't think or don't really know if they are really charismatic. So I thought it would be great if we could just break down the characteristics per se of like charisma, okay? So I did an extensive Google search of, you know, what charisma was online just to see like what characteristics we could find that are pretty much universal. Okay, so you all know how I love my research. So first, charismatic people are really good at being themselves. And because they're really good at being themselves, they do a good job of making us feel like they're one of us. So for example, let's think of Oprah, super charismatic, right? Even though she's a billionaire, even though she is famous for some reason, it feels like you could just sit down and make pies with that woman and she would be totally down for it. She really makes you feel like she could be like the neighbor next door. Even though we know she lives on a ranch in LA, right? We feel like she could be one of our neighbors. Charismatic people also feel transparent. So when the rest of the world is saying one thing, charismatic people feel so refreshing. So when we stumble upon charismatic people, we're like, the first thing we think about is like how energetically refreshing they are because they're willing to say something different than what everyone else is saying. They just make us feel in this space where we kind of don't feel like we belong. They make us feel like we belong. They come off as super vulnerable and they make us want to be in touch with our own authenticity. They make us okay with our own vulnerability, right? And what I want you to do is I want you to think about someone you really, really, really adore online that makes you feel this way, okay? Because I'm sure at face value, it may have seemed to you like you were just in love with their bubbly personality and you just felt connected to that. But really, there is something that they're saying and doing that you connect with on a deeper level. And a lot of times it's due to common values, interests, personal stories, maybe struggles, right? You connect with them based off of like real human connection. In this next segment, we're actually going to be talking about how by discovering your own identity, you can be 
become more charismatic. But before we jump in, I just want you to remember this. Charisma is a superpower that all powerful brands have in common. Number two, very few people are born with it. And number three, most people acquire it by intentionally putting effort into developing and building their charisma. Okay, so on to segment two, how the secret to building a diehard audience first starts with you and your own identity. The secret to building charisma, which will therefore allow you to build a diehard audience is to cultivate your own identity. And the first reason is, is because people don't connect to products, they connect to people, they connect with people, right? The second reason is, is because people's purchase behaviors have changed over time. There's this concept called identity-based purchase behavior, and it suggests that in 2018, people buy things as a way to affirm their identity. They also join communities based on their identity and who they believe they are. So the stronger rooted you are in your own identity, the more you'll be able to connect with people who have a similar identity to you or who aspire to be like you. This is what we call a culture. When you have a strong rooted sense in your own identity, you're able to create a strong culture. So I'm going to say this one more time just to make sure that I am clear. The way your customers see themselves affects what they purchase and what communities they join. Okay, so identity plays a big role in your life, the success you have, and the brand you build, but it also plays a role in your customers and your clients' lives as well and what communities they join and what they feel aligned with. So I hope this got your brain going. A great example of this, you guys, is veganism versus plant-based. This is like the easiest example ever, right? Because people that see themselves as plant-based are typically people that eat plant-based food. But they may buy Louis Vuitton or use products that aren't cruelty-free versus people that see themselves as a true vegan. Everything in their life is cruelty-free. And you guys know when you talk to someone who's vegan, they're going to make sure you understand that they are not plant-based and plant-based is not vegan. They're very, 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 very protective over their identity. And if you want to target the vegan community, you need to be 100% about the cruelty-free life in every regard. So plant-based and vegan are essentially two different consumer groups, although there is some overlap, okay? So vegan versus plant-based is a great way to see how people buy based on their identity. And when, even when you think about it, when we look at coaches, right? Gary V, who does he attract? He attracts people that see themselves as hustle till I die folks, right? They're aligned with his identity of hustle, hustle, hustle. Someone like Angie Lee, she attracts people that see themselves as women that want to make money while lounging around in their jammies. They're into health and going to bed early and waking up early. They refer to themselves as the community of baby grandmas, right? Jenna Kutcher, right? She attracts people that want to say F you to sleazy diets and just love their body the way that it is, okay? All of these people are technically in direct competition with one another. They're all experts at online marketing, but they've essentially cultivated their identity, put their signal out to the world and attracted their own group of people. So because they focus on their own identity and resonating with their people, they're essentially not even competition to one another. So I wanna give you guys an example of my client, Megan. In our work together, much of it was focusing on and her really owning you know, what her magic was. So Megan is a relationship coach and my client, Megan, has built this incredible community of women that are successful in their own right and want an equally successful man that treats them well, that treats them right, right? And one of the biggest things that I help Megan overcome is 
understanding that saying this, believing in this, and just really immersing in her own identity and her own work and what she truly wanted to do was okay. And that she needed to say this to her audience and not hide hide it if she really wanted to attract and work with the people that really wanted to find, you know, a successful man that just weren't trying to be in a relationship with anyone. They were successful and they wanted someone equally successful. But because Megan was essentially afraid to say what her community was really about in fear of people reading it wrong, maybe judging her, you know, this was a big hindrance for her. But once she stepped fully into her identity and just really owned what she did, you know, her community got stronger and the next program she launched, she just basically kept selling it out. So she basically has one program and she keeps selling it out over and over again. So as you can see, there is really, you know, this powerful thing here with identity. There's a power with identity. Okay, the problem I see is that a lot of people have never done identity work before. They may have done mindset work, but they haven't done identity work. And the biggest reason why they struggle with resonating online is because they're not rooted in themselves. They're so focused on being likable and being seen as the expert that they kind of forget who they are because they're kind of just trying to put on this PR perfect version of themselves. They merely become, you know, copies of their favorite coaches. And if we go back to what we said makes people charismatic, it's the fact that they are making us feel good about accepting our own vulnerabilities and being authentic about it. They, you know, feel like one of us. They're refreshing because they're saying something different. You know, it pretty much makes it obvious why copying other people isn't a great way to stand out and build a deep connection with people because you're not showing up to purposely connect with anyone. You're basically on autopilot, just copying and pasting what someone else is doing. And the other thing is, is that we all have our own unique story and perspective that we should be leveraging. We should be leveraging this. And when you narrow in on what that is, it allows you to really connect with your people on a deep energetic level. So again, we go back to Gary Vee, Angie, Jenna. They all are technically in competition with one another, but because they are so rooted in their identity and they use that as a signal to connect with people, they're not in each other's competition. They stand out in their industry. Just like my client, Megan, she's not another relationship coach. She's a relationship coach that specializes in helping successful women find highly successful men. So when you copy other people, you really lose your power. You lose that power of that leverage of your own unique story and your own unique perspective. And you lose that power because you're now just repeating something that has already been said or done a hundred times. Not only because, you know, you're copying someone that's already said it, but you got to think about it. There's a whole lot of other people that haven't done identity work and they're probably copying that popular coach too. So, you know, you're just repeating things that have been said a thousand times. Knowing who you really are is really the foundation to creating a strong, personal, unique brand identity. So instead of leaving you with this whole, you gotta be yourself statement, let's just really go into how you can get better at being yourself because I truly believe that a lot of people say, girl, you just need to be yourself. And then you look at it and you're just like, I have no clue what you mean I am being myself, right? And I think it's really because in this online space, although you know we wanna be ourselves, sometimes it can feel so hard because a lot of times it feels like we're encouraged to turn our down our volume and just be like everyone else because what happens is, is that someone gets known for something and then a whole bunch of people copy them and they see success, but they're not as successful as a big coach. And there's a whole bunch of copycats, but then as there's more copycats being developed, it loses its potency. And what you'll see is there'll be a hundred people with the same brand, but it just no one will be as successful as the person who started, you know, the original movement. You feel pressure like to be yourself because you see all these people, you know, not being themselves or being just like everyone else. And you kind of feel like, do I have to be like that 
too? And no, you don't. You can seriously run your business being exactly who you are, doing it however the hell you want to do it. In this third segment, we're going to be talking about how you can create a deeper, more genuine connection with your audience by being yourself, essentially how you can come off as more charismatic. But before doing that, here's what I want you to remember. I want you to remember that the secret to building charisma, which will therefore allow you to build a diehard audience, is to cultivate your own identity. Through cultivating your own identity, you're able to resonate with people that have a similar identity to you or aspire to actually be like you. This is what, you know, ends up what we call a culture, okay? So in this final third segment, we're going to be discussing how you can get better at being yourself. I'm going to be giving you two ways that you can start building a deeper connection with your audience and develop your own charisma. Okay, so number one is actually an identity exercise, which is kind of tied into your mission and your purpose. But I think it's important to have a core theme for your brand. And I think a great way of being able to find that core theme is to first, you know, start with a little bit of identity work. So Here's two questions I want you to ask yourself, okay? So number one is, what characteristics do you have that make you admirable? So for example, Jenna Kutcher, a characteristic that she has that makes her admirable is her confidence in her body shape and her size. So number two, what characteristics make you human? Like what are your weaknesses? What do you struggle with? Why do you have these struggles? What's the story behind it? So, and then what I want you to do is include all of this in your story and your messaging. So you wanna talk about your admirable characteristics, but you also wanna talk about, you know, your weakness and connect the dots between your admirable characteristics that you have now as a result of overcoming coming or fighting against your greatest struggles. So for example, the main core theme of my brand that I've been wanting to make, you know, the central theme of my brand for a long time is clearly now identity. And it is because through shedding my old identity and cultivating a new one, I saw huge breakthroughs in my life and the success I was able to achieve seemed like it was, you know, endless by shedding my old identity and getting a new one. That's when everything opened for me, not the strategies. And when I've seen my clients have gotten the, you know, the greatest results for them, it has all been as a result of them shedding their old identity and obtaining a new one. And what allowed me to cultivate this identity was overcoming some of my greatest struggles with anxiety. So you see how it all kinds of work together, how I can talk about, you know, identity. I can talk about why, you know, it's so important to create a new one, why I'm all about identity, but I can talk about, you know, some of the things you have to shed to be able to make that happen. I can wrap my personal story in that. And once you really understand how everything's connected for you, you know, it's really easy to see how it works together. And it's really easy to create a core theme around your brand. So this is the first way to really develop your charisma and come off more charismatic is to really understand who you are and really just create powerful stories around it in your content. Number two is to say things that people aren't saying. That's the second thing. One of the fastest and easiest ways to stand out is to stop saying things that people are already saying online or to put your own unique spin on it. Okay. So this is something that a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people struggle. And when you know, you say things like say things that aren't being said, everyone's like, well, everything's being said. And I can be honest with you, that is not true. I mean, granted, probably someone else around the internet saying this, but for the most part, every season of the coaching industry or any industry, there's just topics that everyone's talking about. Then we move on to another topic right now. What everyone's talking about is how they're tired of being in Facebook groups and they want to branch out. That's like the main, you know, trend that's going on now. Before it was like this whole talk about freebies and aren't you tired of downloading freebies? That was like the main thing that everyone talked about. Like there's always, you know, themes and seasons of what people talk about in this industry. And so what you want to do is not talk about those things. (laughs) 
<laughs> what you want to do is you want to talk about things that aren't being said or talked about online. So for example, here's a good way to really find out things that aren't being talked about. A great way to do this is with journaling, because when you journal, you're being honest because you only expect, you know, you to read that journal. So through journaling, you can really find some really important, deep things that people aren't talking about, because, you know, if you're too afraid to say it, chances are a lot of other people are too afraid to say it. Look at what you write in your journal and look for the like the deep, dark things that you wouldn't want anyone to know and kind of bring it to life, like talk about it. Because those are the things that people are going to be resonating with so deeply because they themselves are afraid to say it. And then it goes back to that point of making people feel like it's okay to be vulnerable and authentic in their vulnerability. The next one is to look at conversations that you have with like your business bestie or some of your closest friends and family. By doing this, this has actually inspired some amazing podcast topics. My first two episodes were actually inspired by conversations I was having with other people. One conversation that kept coming up is, why is everyone successful but me? I have had this conversation with people for the last few years and I finally just decided to answer it. The other conversation that kept coming up was, oh, I'm putting myself out there, but like no one's responding and I feel so icky about it. How do I survive? How do I keep creating? And so I talked about it. So that's how a lot of times I come up with ideas is what are the conversations I'm having with my friends? I mean, obviously I don't out them. So whatever people tell you, like don't out them. But like there's things that you're saying to people and there's things that, you know, they're saying to you that maybe you resonate with and you can talk about it in a more general sense without like revealing personal details. Um, But those can make really, really, really good, powerful posts. Because like I said, the things that like are in the dark for you are normally in the dark for other people as well. There's people that have the same fear around that. And when you say things that people are afraid to say, you know, it's very, very, very easy to build an audience fast around that because you're resonating and people resonate where, where they can feel it emotionally. Same thing, which it goes back to the music. And we talked about when you hear music and you feel it, you bob your head, right? So seriously, start looking at you know, things that you're afraid to say and start crafting stories around it. And for me, some of my darkest things have been centered around anxiety and really just admitting to people how debilitating it is for me. I mean, anxiety has been the thing that's like prevented me from even showing up altogether. And for me, that was so hard to admit because I felt really guilty about my anxiety and I made it, I felt like it made me feel like I could not be an expert because who would trust someone that has anxiety? Like that's what I thought. So by talking about it more, I've actually been resonating more with my community Community. Okay, so again, this is something you're going to want to put into your storytelling. So you see, making your audience fall in love with you, it really isn't that hard when you understand that it's just about developing your charisma. Okay, so as a recap, guys, charismatic people are good at being themselves. They make us feel good about accepting our own vulnerabilities and making us feel good about being authentic about it. They feel like one of us. They're refreshing because they're saying something different. And if you want to become more charismatic, it starts off with understanding two things about yourself. Number one, what admirable characteristics do you have that people would find admirable as well? Number two, what weaknesses do you have that you are kind of scared of sharing what you know you need to be sharing, right? And then start sharing the hell out of it online. But say it through your own lens. Don't try to copy how someone else says it or how they communicate to their audience. Focus on sharing yourself with the world like you would share it with your best friend. And that's pretty much it, you guys, for today's episode. But before you sign off, I want to keep the conversation going. Let me know your thoughts. 
Do you agree with everything I talked about today? Or do you see things maybe a little bit differently? Maybe totally differently. Whatever the case may be, tweet me at Natasha Soleil or Instagram me at Natasha Soleil. And that's N-A-T-A-S-H-A-S-O-L-A-E. And before we say our final goodbyes, I just want to thank my wonderful engineer and music producer, Archie Beats, for making today's episode possible. You can find him on IG. Just search Archie Beats. I've also listed his information down in the show notes. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Until next time, I will see you later, loves. Bye bye.